0: What's up, my podcast listeners? This is your host, Rafael Maciashevsky, and we got another compilation episode I wanted to bring together because, you know what? We are down one month into 2022, and many of us probably had a rough start getting things going to see success in the gym, in the weight loss department, in the strength department, you name it. So I wanted to bring together a few episodes where they focus on specifically on weight loss and looking at the bigger picture of weight loss of like the cost of getting lean habit-based nutrition how to have tunnel vision on the small things i'll add up to see success so i put five episodes together around the 180 to 190 mark so these are about three to two, two to three years old but still really, really vital to this day, and hopefully these give you some nuggets of information and wisdom and a little, you know, fire in your belly to kind of get 2022 finally going since today is February 2nd already, so let's get into it. Here are some throwback episodes on weight loss. Here we go. Alright, so let's get this thing going before I start talking about something random. Cost of getting lean. Um, A lot of times when I train clients for the first time, they're brand new to fitness and health. You know, the typical scenario is they were athletes back in high school and college, they get out of school, they decide to become adults. And get a job, they start working that job like crazy, they meet someone special, they get married, they have a few kids, and boom, now you're in your mid-40s, you put on about 40 pounds, and you're like, holy shit, what have I done with my life? Now, you're thinking, okay, I need to start exercising, I need to start eating better, and I'm going to get back to where I was in high school and college with that exact same body. But, this is a whole another environment, playing field, that this individual has not experienced yet and doesn't really understand what it takes to actually get to their goal. In my head, when I see someone brand new, I want them moving better, feeling better, having more energy, and losing a few pounds. But on the client side, they're thinking, I'm going to have a shredded six-pack, I'm going to be able to do 10 to 20 pull-ups in the gym, and I'm going to be running around like a fucking racehorse, but we all know that usually doesn't happen because losing weight and keeping it off and being super fit is the constant struggle and battle of every single person in the fitness and health realm. I remember back, this is probably five or six years ago, where I I probably read one of the most eye-opening blog posts, and it was a combination of 20-ish professional um, fitness models, both male and female, and they described their experience and what it took for them to always look magazine ready. Because it was their livelihood. And you'd be surprised how much they have to give up in order to look like that. So when you're scrolling through Instagram and Facebook and you're seeing all the fitness inspiration out there with guys shirtless, oiled up, photoshopped to make every single curve and cut of their body just stand out in that photo... And you have subconsciously this, like, idea that you, the average Joe, is going to look like that, you know. Um, actually, I'm really happy I just brought this up and thought of it. If you follow The Rock on Instagram or Facebook, he posted recently um, him shirtless in the gym. And he was writing about how many people actually help him look that way. Now, if you remember when... Um, he was just in the WWE. Like, he was, you know, built, he was bigger, but he was never really, really cut and, like, gigantic like he is right now. You know, yes and no, maybe he was on some sort of substance, whatever, but you can see his work ethic if you follow him on Instagram. Like, he is up at 4 a.m. every day, training two hours every single day. But he was mentioning in his post that, you know, he has people that feed him people that watch over his programming people that make sure that he looks like the rock all year round in order for him to do movies like that's a freaking job in itself that's his full-time job is to look like that and that's what it takes so going back to um this article i was reading you know The Cliff Notes version of it is that every single one of these people, they basically have three to six weeks before they have to be photo shoot ready. Meaning that all year round, they have to be in really good shape and all they have to do is go through a little cutting phase to really make their body pop and stand out during the photo shoot. So a lot of them are not allowed to go out with their friends They can't go to family functions. They can't go out for a beer. They can't do anything. They have to look the way they look in order to make a living. That's what it takes. I don't think a lot of people understand what their goal should look like. You know, the ability to get to like single digit body fat percentage for men is a lot harder than you think. You know, in order to have shredded six pack abs, there's not gonna be, you know, a diet that you find online that's gonna take you there. There's not gonna be a magical workout program that will take you there. It's a lot of freaking hard work for a long period of time with a lifestyle that you probably can't handle if you're an everyday person. Now, people in the fitness industry, maybe on the other hand, could get away with it because that they live and breathe it but even then that kind of holds some sort of you know thing over your head because you know christmas is coming and my clients love to bring me chocolates cookies and i'm not gonna say no i'm gonna devour those things almost right in front of them because it would be rude to be like oh no i can't i'm cutting right now and you know I'm married to an individual that's not in the fitness industry and I can't you know be that person where I'm going to say no to everything because she'll probably fucking kill me. Right? So there's there's a push and pull. And when you start leveraging what you want compared to what others want, cuz I don't know, I look at it as am I being selfish or am I you know, going to put others into an awkward situation or make them feel uncomfortable or make them feel like shit for not being the same way as I am. Now, there's times in the year where I will go through a strict diet and just to experiment to see what's going on, but it's not going to be my entire life. So for the people listening, like, You're bombarded with so much marketing material out there that you should look a certain way, that the bikini body looks like this, that the superhero body looks like this, and it's attainable with this diet and this workout program that you can do in eight weeks. It's not true. It's not going to happen. You would have to go through a lot of hard freaking work in order to look like that. A typical... Scenario: I have one client in particular that, like, his inspiration is to look like The Rock. And I'm like, freaking awesome. He also runs a multi-million dollar business. And he's always been frustrated that he can't get his fitness and health as a priority. And I told him straight up, I'm like, the amount of effort you put into your business to grow it every single year and live the lifestyle that you do because it's successful it's the same amount of effort you got to put into your body to look that way and when I told that to him he's like holy shit I'm like yeah it's that difficult like people need to start thinking that if maybe that is your goal maybe you want to look like a superhero or freaking Wonder Woman in the frickin movies sure but you're gonna have to sacrifice a lot like if you have a couple kids and a spouse Think about what you're going to have to do to change in your life in order to look that way. When you start weighing all the pros and cons, a lot of times you're just like, you know what, maybe that's not what I actually want. Maybe what I want is to lose 10 to 20 pounds, feel better by putting on the jeans that I've never worn since college, and now I have more energy, and I'm pushing myself in the gym and I feel pretty good. Maybe that's a more realistic approach than always aiming for this huge, huge, huge goal of yours in your head that would take so much sacrifice to do. And even there, there's like a double edged sword to it. Like, I would, this is, I bring this up on my show all the time is like the people who go for fitness competitions, that's the kind of body they're going for. Look at how much you would have to sacrifice the diet, the, like, cutting out carbs, cutting down your calories, going to the gym, like, almost twice a day sometimes in order just to look like that on stage for a couple hours, and then you go into this horrible binge cycle of eating all the foods that you couldn't. Like, there's, I, I just look at it, there's just so much to lose in order just to look a certain way for your own vanity. I think there should be, like, a middle ground, you know? sure if you want to look like that there better be a really good excuse like you got a photo shoot coming up and you got to look that way and you're going to get paid for it not because you just want to look that way some heavy stuff you got to think about the cost of getting lean what you're willing to give up and who you're doing it for are you doing it for yourself are you doing it because that's what social media is telling you you should do most of the time people just want to move and feel better lose a couple pounds and feel good when they put on a piece of clothing that doesn't disappoint think about it people listening who are fitness enthusiasts make sure you really think about what is most important to you when it comes to your health and coaches out there meet your clients halfway Weight loss isn't everything. Sometimes it's just being able to wake up with energy. It doesn't have to be this huge drop in weight. That is it for me. I'm going to end it there before I keep rambling on. This episode, we are going to talk about some serious shit that's been on my mind lately. And it's kind of been, you know burning up inside me for a while because I've been seeing it with some people that I know, some people that I've trained and the question is when does it get bad enough? You know, I think a lot of times with the general population when it comes to fitness and health they jump into it almost too late. You know, they get to a point where a disease takes over their life. Uh, arthritis takes over their life. Some sort of major injury that there's no like return to a normal life, and they're just forced into a situation where they need to move better, feel better, eat better. And sometimes people put themselves in these positions, you know, by their own intentions, by their own actions. You know, it's not like you know, diabetes runs in your family and you go to your regular checkup and you've been fairly active, fairly, you know, eating healthy and you were diagnosed with it and you're like, oh shit, now I gotta deal with it. A lot of times people put themselves in these positions and, you know, it kinda breaks my heart because it's like it's something that you could have prevented. And you know, one of the examples I always give but and I know it's not the same, so some some of you might just Be like, ah, fuck it, you don't know what you're talking about. But, you know, every morning we wake up to brush our teeth, but we're not super pumped to do it. But we know we have to because if we don't, we get cavities and we have to go to the dentist and that's always an unpleasant visit. And, you know, I'm not talking about fitness and health has to be this grueling thing where you're constantly pushing yourself into the gym, eating out of Tupperware containers and hating yourself. It's the bare minimum. For life, for health. Because in this day and age, this world we live in, it's not designed for our bodies. We sit all the fucking time. Everything is fast, everything is easy to get. So then when it comes to something like fitness and health, where you actually put effort into it, we get so turned off by it, put off, or like, no, this is stupid. And, you know, I've seen so many situations where just moving, like I've said this a bunch of times on my show, that I've seen so much success with people that have been with me for a long time, doing one time a week. Like here, Here's a good example. I started training this woman probably now six months ago, and she came in with horrible low back pain, SI joint instability, and she was in a car accident, and literally everything that she did with her job, at home, caused her pain to a point where she couldn't function. And I told her, you know, we're going to start really slow one day a week. If you give me one day a week for at least three months, you will see some improvement. And this happened maybe a month ago where I got her deadlifting with a kettlebell that was 35 pounds. She did eight perfect reps. She was so freaking happy. That she was able to do that with no pain. She could feel it in her hamstrings and glutes. And she almost cried. Like, she was so happy not to feel the pain that she would always feel on that one side of her low back where her SI joint tends to flare up. She's like, honestly, I can't thank you enough for making me feel this way. Like, that's some powerful shit. Like, just to be pain-free. Like, that's crazy. And all she was doing was showing up one day a week consistently. You know, and another thing that she told me was like she went on this long trip that she was really, really excited about. But at the same time, really worried about cause she had to go on a plane, sit for I think 13 hours. And she's like, I honestly don't know if I'll be able to do it without being in pain. And when she came back from her trip, she's like, I have to thank you for everything you've done for me because I had no pain whatsoever on this trip. She's like, if I wasn't seeing you and I went on this trip, it would have been the worst experience of my life. Like, that's the power of exercise for someone who is in so much pain, just dedicated one hour a week to feel better. You know, and then I've seen and heard stories from other people where, you know, they grow up, their parents grow up, and they have heart issues. They have to go get bypass surgeries. And, all they could have done to prevent it was just move and eat a little bit better, you know, and the worst feeling in the world is training someone and educating them on how important it is just to eat a little bit better and kind of prioritize exercise because, you know, I know the effects of what could happen. And this individual that was, you know, close to my heart, he actually passed away with a heart attack Because when I told him, hey, you know, it'd probably be a good idea for you not to go out and eat at McDonald's every day for lunch. Like there's so many other options you can do that's out there that will be fast because I know you're busy. That won't, you know, destroy what's going on on the inside. But he didn't listen to me. And then the next thing I know, I'm at this guy's funeral. And when I'm introducing myself to everybody as his trainer, they kind of look at me like, oh, You could have prevented this. You know, that's... It's a really tough thing to experience. And my whole thing is, like, I would love for everyone, like, everyone in this world that's dealing with, you know, a struggle of trying to get fit or healthy to stop thinking about how much weight they're going to lose or how much better they need to look. It's just for your own health, like where do you want to see yourself when you're like 60 and 70 and 80? Like, do you need to have like assistance being a wheelchair or do you want to be mobile enough to run after your grandkids, run after your kids, like not feeling dependent on everybody else to take care of you? Cause then that's not fair to them. Like think about if you stop caring about yourself and then when you hit 60 70 80 you're completely useless and your entire family around you have to now take care of you like wouldn't you feel like that's a huge burden on them and again like i've never been in that situation i've only seen it like this is just me looking on the outside but i feel that you know what everyone can do is at least commit an hour to themselves per week to have a happy and healthy life because when we don't like Because when we don't do the minimum, when we get older, we're going to have to make time to go to the doctor to get our prescriptions, to go get checkups with specialists and things like that. And that's not going to be fun. And then you get to a point of like no return. And a lot of times when I see people coming to the gym for the first time, some of them are kind of at that point where it's like if they don't do this, it can get a lot worse real fast. And I just don't want anyone to experience that. So, like, take it upon yourself as early as possible to make health a priority. You know, we are living in an age where things are moving so fast. Like, technology is blowing my mind nowadays. And I can't imagine how the world will look like in 10 years. Just 10 years. Back in the day when it was the 70s, people thought it was crazy to have doors sliding open at supermarkets. Like, that's the future for them. And now we're living in the world that 10 years from now, the entire, like, face of the earth could be completely different. And I would love to be around to see that. So that got really, really deep real fast. Hopefully it kind of triggered something in your head. You know, maybe if you were a coach with some clients, maybe having conversations about how important it is just to commit one day a week to themselves Like, I never, ever push people to do more than one day a week. Like, I tell people I'm always the worst salesman in the world, that I'd rather have someone come in one day a week than do five days a week with me, knowing that most likely after a month they would stop because it was too much. Like, I want realistic goals for people because everyone's super busy. They have families, they have lives, they have businesses to run. And one day a week can change the course of your life into something you would never imagine. You don't know the power of exercise when it comes to physical health and most importantly, mental health. Like imagine how much more you can accomplish in your life if your head's clear, if you're making good decisions and you're not fatigued all the time, not sleepy. Like exercise is so powerful and I believe it to the bottom of my heart that it can change a lot of people's perspectives on life And just overall, you will become a better human being and you will enjoy things even more than you do right now. So I'm going to leave it at that. We got deep. We got some serious shit going on here. Exercise is the fountain of youth and the fountain of life, really. So share this podcast with your friends and family. Share it on every single social media platform. Add me on Facebook by clicking the show notes in this episode. Reach out to me if you have questions, requests, feedback, anything. And I'm going to continue giving you the best information on fitness and health in the world. And we're going to grow this thing to reach as many people as possible to help them. Not only you, but most importantly, them. Let's end it here. Until next time, you guys. Um, so yeah, to get started, I was chatting with this individual about what's the best diet to follow, and it's a very loaded question, and it's such an individual um, approach, and there is no right or wrong way to nutrition unless you're eating, like, Twinkies every single day. Um And I think a lot of times people just jump back and forth onto a different approach, a different diet, because they didn't really put their full 100% effort in what they follow. And if you look at, like, I don't know, the five top follow diets right now, and, you know, the ones that come to mind is, like, keto, intermittent fasting, um, paleo, paleo, veganism, like, All of those things work. Like every single diet out there works. But it really depends on the individual with their experience with fitness and health, if they can actually follow through and live it for the rest of their life. So anytime I get a new client, I always ask them, you know, what their experience is in the past, if they've done yo-yo dieting before, or if they're bright brand new with it and they don't even know the difference between what protein, carbs, and fat are. Like it really, really depends. You know, if, a, if someone's a type A personality, they're really rigid, they like structure, they like the stats, then yeah, I'm going to suggest that they try something like intermittent fasting or keto or whatever diet's out there where there's a lot of structure. But for someone that's an average person, you know, mom of three, Just doing their day-to-day stuff like following a rigid diet is probably not going to work out. And a lot of time when you put restrictions on yourself on food, you're going to resent it and want to do the opposite of what you should be doing. So it really, really depends. Like I say this all the time. No matter what question I get about fitness and health, I always say it depends. So... When it comes to choosing the right diet for you, like ask yourself this question, can you do it for the rest of your life? Right? For for me personally, I love intermittent fasting, but it works for my lifestyle. You know, I'm up early all the time and I'm hammering, you know, work stuff the moment I get my eyes open. You know, I'm on my laptop right away and all I have time for really is to make, you know, a quad shot americano and down two of those bad boys as I'm typing away on my laptop in the morning. Whereas someone who has more time in the morning that would enjoy sitting down, having breakfast and chatting with their spouse or, you know, watching TV for the news, intermittent fasting might not work. You know, like the idea of telling someone who enjoys eating breakfast to follow intermittent fasting because that's what's gonna make them lose weight, they're probably not gonna follow that. You know, if you look at every single diet out there, the reason why it works is that they eliminate one thing. You know, whether it's carbs, whether it's intermittent fasting where they close down the window of eating, or if it's going vegan and you're eating more plant-based foods, they all take away one thing which equals to a calorie deficit. That's what works, is a calorie deficit, and... When you follow a calorie deficit long enough, you start seeing weight def- weight fall off. That's how this shit works. But, like, like my comment earlier about the whole Twinkie thing every day, like if you, I can't remember how long ago this was, but a guy did his experiment on himself where he ate Twinkies every single day but kept to a calorie deficit and he lost weight. His health markers weren't that great, but he proved his point that you can lose weight as long as the calories are restricted from what your day-to-day is. So whatever approach of diet that you find online, hear about, you always have to ask the question, can I do this for the rest of my life? Is this going to give me pleasure when I sit down and eat with friends and family, or is it going to be a restrictive type of way? And a lot of times when people think of nutrition, they automatically assume that they have to start eating like a figure competitor or bodybuilder in order to look the way they want to. But realistically, if they start eating, you know, vegetables and lean protein and good sources of fat uh, on a daily basis for a really long time without binge eating and binge drinking and not getting enough sleep and not working out, like you would see huge changes. In body composition. So when you're deciding on, you know, you want to look and feel better and really take control of your health and you're trying to figure out what diet you're going to go down, there is no best one. There is no, you know, secret diet that's going to unlock all of your issues. You know, the reason why people have difficulty following a diet is that they're probably in a point in their life where they spent two decades in a ha- yeah. bad habits with no exercise, eating like shit, sleeping like shit, and now they're going to follow something really structured and rigid, thinking that you know in eight weeks, it's going to undo all of those bad habits for two decades, which is really unrealistic, so when you're trying to figure out what diet is going to work best for you there's no real answer for you you just have to find what works for you and maybe you do a hybrid of a little bit of intermittent fasting with keto like the the answer is endless like you can do whatever works for you if you want to eat plant-based one day and the next day do keto and then the next day go into a 24 hour fast. Why not? As long as you're feeling your body properly in order to perform in workouts and you know have good sleep and feel good and have all this autonomy over your own life. It's amazing. You know, don't let the diet you choose control your life. Unless you are competing at a really high level for something, that's when it should take over your life because that stuff matters. But if you're an everyday person just trying to lose some weight, feel better, move better, have enough energy to keep up with your kids and keep up with your day, you don't have to make it so complicated. For some reason, people always think complicated equals better results. But a lot of times, it's just following the basics and doing it really, really well for a long period of time. Like That's what I always harp on. Like, And... This is why, you know, nutrition is so individual, too. Like, my brain is just racing right now. But if you go in different parts of the world, their genetic makeup is so different on how they uptake nutrients compared to other parts of the world. If you go into Asia, look how much rice they eat and carbohydrates. It's a higher uh, diet of carbs and fat compared to, you know, if you go to North America... People eating carbs and fat, they overdo it so much and their bodies react to it a little bit differently, right? And if you go somewhere in Europe, their diet is completely different and somehow they're not exploding in weight gain from eating a diet high in fat, like depending on where your genetic makeup comes from also determines on how you uptake nutrients. And also your history with food determines how you're going to feel and uptake those nutrients today. So like really your past is going to be your present and future depending on what you choose with nutrition. If you've had a history of bad relationships with food right now at this point of your life when you decide to change something and find something rigid, it might not be the best approach because it might spiral you back to what you've done before. So nutrition 100% is an individual approach. Whatever worked for your friends or family or someone you saw on Instagram will probably not work for you. It's a journey. You need to find what works best for you and it's sustainable. And if you have really lofty goals, that's when you need to go into a more restrictive, calculated approach. So I'm gonna end it there. Hopefully that made some sense, made some clarity for your life, and I'm gonna leave it there. And today's topic that I'm gonna get into is looking at the small little things, the small little wins for fitness, and weight loss, fat loss, muscle gain, or really anything in life, if you really think about it. Um, So for the coaches out there, this is going to be, you know, something that you can actually start bringing up to your clients because when you're training somebody, you know, in person or online, like a lot of times they just feel like they're not progressing at all. They feel they're kind of stuck in the same place. They're doing the same things. They're not seeing the changes they want. But as a coach, you need to pinpoint the small things that, will kind of make the big difference to them. So an example that always kind of pops in my head is around this time of year, like it's almost you know the holidays, it's almost Christmas and the New Year's coming in and a lot of times clients will kind of feel defeated because this is the time of year where there's gonna be a lot of Christmas parties, there's gonna be a lot of dinners, drinks, and festivities and what whatnot, right? And they're gonna be kind of looking back At the year, like, holy shit, did I even do anything? Did I do enough? Because now I'm going to go into the season of just eating and drinking and doing things that may not be the best, you know, choice for my goals. And I want to remind them, like, if you look back at the previous year around the same time and compare how you reacted to this time of year with, You know Christmas and parties and things like that and usually if you as a coach or someone who is trying to make fitness and health a priority um, is a little bit more self-aware of your choices you most likely have improved you know like I work with a handful of clients that have done this for themselves where you know they have their company staff party and I ask them how it went and I ask them, like, you know, how did the food situation go, the drink situation go? And usually they'll tell me that it was a lot better than last year. You know, rather than getting super hammered and, you know, doing embarrassing things, they ended up only drinking a couple drinks and didn't pig out on all the free food. And, you know, to them, just eating whatever was at the party and drink a couple of drinks in their head, they think they still haven't changed. Like that was, you know, they failed. But I like to pinpoint that specific thing where, you know, comparing it to last year where you got super hammered, you had a hangover the next day and then you started eating like shit that day too. It was so much better than what you just did now. Like you did a full switch you know you change that behavior like especially in a social setting where you feel obligated to do what everyone else is doing that's huge but everyday folks don't look at it that way like that's huge and now imagine the following year you do the same thing or maybe even less or who knows you're the designated driver for this party or social event and you don't have any alcohol and you just have some snacks here and there like that is huge the small little things add up over time and say that in a gap of four years. I've done this on my last solo episode, I believe, where, you know, if you change your mindset from, you know, I'm going to change how my body looks in eight weeks compared to like four years and actually really work at it similar to a, you know, four-year degree in university, then imagine the, those four years, those four um situations where you have the holiday season and you don't eat and drink like an asshole, those will add up because who knows during the month of December where you're going to parties and drinking and blah blah blah, maybe in that month you accumulate, who knows, say three to five pounds. And imagine if you didn't you know change just a small little thing in the next four years. You know, say you added five pounds during the month of December because of those parties. In four years, like, that shit adds up. Like, it adds up. But imagine now that you don't eat and drink like an asshole and you don't gain those five pounds. Maybe it's just one. Like, that's a huge difference over time. A long period of time, that's a huge difference. So, that was just one example. Now, I had a client recently who went to Disneyland And I asked how that went for uh, them and they said it was actually really good because this year they've been really focusing on getting better, prioritizing their health. And it was the first time where they didn't pig out on churros and hot dogs and whatever else they offer at Disneyland. And they were kind of like surprised that they didn't feel the need to like pig out. And I'm like, that's amazing. Like you're doing so much better and this is a person that goes to like Disneyland almost every single year. So that is a huge, huge win for them. And that's what people need to start focusing. So what I tell my clients to do, and anyone who's listening who's trying to get their health in order, think back a year ago to situations where you'd pig out or undereat, overeat, whatever the situation may be, and see if this year, like in this point of time that you're listening right now if anything has changed and if it has fucking celebrate it that was amazing like that is what's going to keep you going a lot of people you know get unmotivated and funny enough that i brought this up because i put like a three minute little short clip of audio of me chatting about motivation when i did a you know facebook video and i thought the audio was amazing to just put it on here but When people start losing motivation, the small little stuff matters. When they can pinpoint that last year they, I don't know, used to eat McDonald's every Friday night, and this year they haven't done it at all, that's what's going to keep you going. If you look back and saw that you never worked out last year, and this year you've been going to the gym twice a week consistently, that's a huge fucking win, and you need to hold on to that, like a freaking prize trophy. And like, who knows? Like, freaking create a certificate online that says I've done two workouts a week for a year, and freaking frame it so you can remind yourself that you are kicking ass. The small things matter. This is what you need to focus on if it's going to keep you going. You know, life can get really repetitive. You're going to feel like you're going in and out of the mo- like of the motion. So you need the small things to kind of remind you that you're on the right track and even people who have transformed their entire bodies and like i have one client in particular that i'm thinking about where you know she was uh pregnant and gave birth and she hasn't really worked out consistently and out of nowhere for the last you know 5 or 6 months she's been going to the gym 5 days a week and sometimes doing double workouts like Holy shit, that's amazing. But in their mind, they're just like, oh, you know, that's that's what I do, it's not a big deal. It's like, yes, that's a huge deal, and you've been consistent at it. And then on the days where you can't fit it in, you're looking at your schedule, where you can move your kids around, where people can look after your kids, so then you could fit it in. That is freaking huge, amazing. People, this is what you need to do. Look at the small little wins, in this past entire year and compared to the previous years. If you just got 2% better, 1% better, you're on the right fucking track. And that's what you need to really hone in on and get tunnel vision on that because that's what's gonna get you through the tough times. I'm gonna stop it there because I don't wanna keep going and rambling about this because we're, I always try to keep this under 10 minutes but I don't think I can promise that every single time. So I'm gonna end it there. Hopefully that shed some light. I got you fired up and ready to go for this week but for now I'm going to stay put and talk to you guys about habit-based nutrition over over and over and again I always kind of fall back to the basics. You've heard me say this a bunch of times and the interesting thing is I think a lot of people forget. What it takes to actually be successful in nutrition. And they overthink it. They look for something that's flashy, new, or they heard their friend did some sort of diet and that worked for them. And they're like, you know what? I gotta do it too. I'm gonna go do this keto thing. I'm gonna go do this intermittent fasting thing. I'm gonna go do the Beyonce diet buy a bunch of shit from Gwyneth Paltrow's website, Goop, or whatever the hell it's called, and do whatever she says, and then at the end of it, you're like, fuck it, I'm not going to do this because it's way too difficult, and my life is miserable. So, this is why I always go back to habit-based nutrition. Um, If you've been following me for a while, you probably already know what this is, but I firmly believe this is probably the best way to be successful. If you listen to my last um, solo episode, there was a little section in there where I started talking about, you know, realistic expectations. A lot of times when people are on the journey to lose weight, they, you know, have this idea in their mind that they're going to have a shredded six pack, a huge chest and big biceps, you know beach body ready and in reality you know to actually look like that you would have to sacrifice a lot to a point where you are eating every single calorie that you count every single macronutrient you are counting you know how much food is on your plate by the gram and you do this every single day of your life, and for most people, it's not realistic, especially if you are, you know, you got three kids, you're running a business, you are an everyday human being that does not get paid to look a certain way as a profession. Now, it doesn't mean you can't do that, but realistically, um, it's probably not going to happen. So you need to Figure out what your actual goal is, because for the most part, most people just want to move and feel better and lose, you know, 10 to 20 pounds. So then their gut doesn't hang out out of their shirt or jeans, or they feel a little bit better when they put on that pair of jeans that've been kind of snug on them for the last couple of years, and they finally put it on. They're like, "Fuck, this is amazing." That's what realistic weight loss is, um, and this is where I think habit-based nutrition works so. Freaking well for uh, the general population. And if you look at it, the average person does not have time to sit down and write down every single thing they ate, every single calorie they consumed, every single macronutrient is accounted for. You know, if I said that to one of my clients that um, is just jam-packed with kid schedules, Running their business and also being a parent, they'd probably tell me to fuck off, and it just wouldn't just wouldn't work out. Um, with habit-based nutrition, the reason why I really like it is, I'm trying to implement a lifestyle. You know, I always tell the story anytime I get a new client um, to kind of give a realistic approach to this new person standing in front of me that's a little bit worried and nervous and frustrated about you know starting their journey. And I tell them, I am the worst salesman in the world. I literally had a person come up to me and say, hey, I want to sign up with you. I, tra- you know, I want you to train me five days a week. And I'm like, freaking awesome. When was the last time you ever trained five days a week consistently? The guy goes, never. I'm like, okay, let's start with one. And he almost looked confused, and he was just like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, considering that you've never done something like this and you want to achieve your goal, wouldn't it be smart to start off slow and almost bulletproof your success and down the road work up to five days a week? And he's like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, It would be equivalent to me telling you to go run a full marathon today when you've never ran at all that's that's how crazy it sounds but people for some reason when it comes to nutrition it's like they should be there already like the hardest um, diet that they can think of or found online that's what they should be doing and realistically no it shouldn't and this is where i present to every client that does nutrition coaching with me habit-based nutrition You know, I will chat with them for a while and see what's realistic for them to change. And I usually try to find the easiest stuff and start from there so then they can see success and feel good about themselves. And a lot of times it's, it starts with, you know, I had a one client a couple years back where she didn't drink any water, like literally none just coffee. And I was like, holy shit, how are you living and talking to me right now? Um, And we started nutrition coaching, and I was like, okay, well, since the water is an issue, I think it'll probably be really realistic to focus on one cup of water every single day. Can you do that? She goes, yeah, that's, that's fine. And I'm like, that's all I want you to focus on. And she was almost like confused that that's the only thing I would give her and I'm like no no it's a the process we'll get there we'll get to what you imagine nutrition coaching is when we develop some basic skills then for the next three weeks she's drinking a glass of water every day and it's becoming a habit it's becoming easy to a point where she emails me and goes hey this whole water thing is really easy for me what what else can I do that's what I'm looking for when it comes to nutrition coaching when the client comes to me and says what can I do more that's the mindset that people need to switch cuz when I coach someone and I'm constantly asking them to do something that I know it's really difficult for them they're gonna get to a point if they're gonna resent it I like to have clients where I kinda just guide them to the right answer You know, ask the right questions, but not directly, and then they'll start the conversation and have this realization in their head that, hey, I can do this. Hey, what else can I add to layer on top? And I've said this layering method before on my show, and that's how habit-based nutrition should work. So you know, fast forward a couple you know months down the road with the same client, and. She's easily consuming two liters of water. She's eating vegetables at every single meal. And now we're working on getting her sleeping um, on a regular basis with uh, at least seven to eight hours a night. And again, we're just focusing on one thing. Like think about all the stuff that runs in your head every single day. And now I'm going to add just one more thing to focus on, that's really simple to do, and all you have to do is check mark it off, and now it's going to be embedded in your head as a habit, like eating proper nutrition should be as easy as waking up and brushing your teeth every day, you don't think about it, it just happens, nutrition can do, be the same thing, but a lot of people don't look at it that way, they're thinking of, I need to track calories, I need to track macros, I need to Freaking drink water out of a four gallon milk carton. No, that's not what it is. It takes a lot longer to develop good habits and have them stick, just like going to the gym for the first time ever. This is why I tell people to start with one that's more realistic, and then they go, You know what? I feel like I can do more. I can go back to the gym for another day. I want to go for a walk with my kids. I want to do a hike. I want to. Go cycling. I want to, it just, it is almost snowball effects to your success. And I honestly think a lot of times people just don't have the patience. I think that is the key to anything in life when it's worth it. Like if you want something, like think about it. If you wanted something really special, like really, really special that a lot of people don't have, Wouldn't it make sense that it would take a lot of time, hard work, and effort? But for some reason, it's so weird. Fitness and health, losing weight, people always assume it should be easy. It's not. It's not at all. We all know that becoming a millionaire is fucking hard work. We all know that if we, I don't know, want to become a doctor... That's a lot of fucking hard work. But when it comes to losing 10 pounds, it's like, meh, I should be able to do that in a weekend. I I should be able to do that in a week if I go to the gym every single day. No, it's not. There's a lot of shitty, well, good shitty marketing out there that makes you believe that if you just follow this whatever cleanse or detox it's going to get you where you want it's going to get you within six weeks a body that you've never had in your life but think about the last probably two to three decades for most people have been followed by so many bad habits of eating drinking sleep hygiene stress management and you're telling me that in six weeks you can undo all of that so my analogy earlier about becoming a millionaire is really fucking hard. Is the same as you go through school, you're in debt, maybe, who knows, you got into a giant car accident, you couldn't pay off the bills, now you have more debt, you're being sued at the same time, and you're literally in a financial hole. And then some shark comes by loan shark and says you know what I will give you the money to get out of this hole that you're in and within 6 weeks you'll be clear no debt whatsoever you'd be like yeah okay that's not gonna happen I know that getting money is not that easy so why do people think that being able to lose 10 pounds and keep it off is gonna be so simple this is the stuff that you need to think about So when I meet somebody new right away off the bat, I tell them like whatever you want to achieve in weight loss, fat loss, muscle gain, whatever, triple how long you think it's gonna take because six weeks, eight weeks is not gonna cut it. You can develop some good habits at that point, but it doesn't make a difference until you practice what you're doing for at least a year you know yeah a year seems like a long time but in reality it's not like a year is going to go by so quickly and all you have to do is practice 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 what you're doing to improve your health and it's all about baby steps people just go zero to a hundred really quickly or they give that all-or-nothing type of mentality and that's why people always fail at this and sometimes the timing might not be right. You might be in the middle of something. You might be, who knows, you decided to start a new job and you really enjoy it and you're putting in 16-hour days every single day because you really want to put 100% effort into it, but now your health is going to take a back seat. So there's a lot more to it than you really think. And if you have a life like everybody else in this world in North America, where everything's on the go, everything has to be quick, and you're realizing that your health is starting to fall apart, habit-based nutrition is the way to go. It's one of the sure fire ways that I've seen over the years coaching clients that you'll see success. So I'm gonna end it there. Hopefully I didn't ramble too much. Hopefully I gave you some clarity. If you wanna learn more about habit-based nutrition, I've written so many blogs about it. Go to my previous episodes or just freaking email me, message me on Facebook Messenger, and I will give you some guidance if needed. And then again, I will say this at the end of every single show, share, share, share this podcast with your friends and family to grow this thing as much as possible. And also add me on Facebook in the show notes. There's a link. Say hello. I'll say hello back and you will get even more amazing content of video and written format, not just audio. And also keep in mind, I am really, really hoping for January to be the released uh, release month for my ebook that I have been like, ugh, I've been thinking about and stressing about and working on it every day. Every weekend and anytime I have like at least 15 minutes throughout the day to like add to it and I keep trying to perfect it and change it and add things to it so hopefully I can get my shit together and release that to you. It's going to be amazing and I'm most likely going to do a like 24 hour flash sale for all my listeners to get it first and then release it to the public so keep your eye out on that. I'll probably even just uh, make a Google form to add your email to it. So then you get it first. So that is it for me this week. I'm going to continue giving you the best fitness and health advice out there. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. And that is it. We'll see you guys next week.